Patty Phillips is very involved in the senior community. She became a real estate agent in the year 2000 and was one of the first agents in San Diego to obtain the Senior Real Estate Specialist designation. Not only does she specialize in working with seniors in her business, but every month she brings people who work with seniors together in her networking group called Serving Seniors Networking Breakfast. Hear her story on today's episode of Rock Your Retirement. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is the show where we help you have a great retirement. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about insurance. We talk about all the other things that you're going to need to know when you retire. Or if you're already retired, we help you have a better retirement. We help you rock your retirement in areas such as social and family, entertainment and travel, volunteer and philanthropy, matters of the spirit and soul, sex. Yes, sometimes we talk about that too. Last of all, we talk about ways to help your parents or others who may need your help now or in the future. Baby boomers are in the sandwich generation, and we want you to be able to help manage that too. We want you to be passionate about your retirement. We want to help you rock your retirement. Our guest today is Patty Phillips, and Patty is a real estate agent in San Diego County. And Patty, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, Kathy, I've lived in North San Diego County for about 36 years, and I lived just a few blocks from the coast in Carlsbad. Absolutely love it. Have three grown kids. I am a stand-up comedian on the side, and I do a really lot of volunteering in the community. And you volunteer for the Kiwanis? Yes, I'm president of the Encinitas Kiwanis. This is my fifth year out of 10 that I've been the president there. Wow. They can't, they, I guess you keep stepping up to the plate. (laughs) That must be tough to run your business, be a comedian, and uh, be the president of the Kiwanis. You know that old saying about find the busiest person you know and ask them to do the job? That's usually me. Or maybe you're the president of the Kiwanis because you're so funny. (laughs) And that's not your only job. You also run a senior networking group. I do. And that's how we met. It is. I've run that for about 11 years. And I think that is so awesome. So for my listeners, uh, Patty runs this group where people who help uh, caregivers get together and network and they get to know each other so that when they have a an issue, they'll know who to call. Did I pretty much sum up how that works? Well, it's basically anybody that works with seniors in any capacity. So it can be fiduciaries, caregivers, uh, the marketing people from retirement communities, uh, me as a realtor specializing in working with seniors. So there's a big uh, gamut of people that come to it. I have to tell you that as somebody who's worked with seniors in the past, that is an awesome group. It's one of the favorite groups that I have. And I met one of my best, um, in my in my real job, I met one of my best referral partners in your group. So thank you for that. Yeah, it is. It's a good group of people. Yeah, it is. 
So tell me about yourself. So when you were five years old, did you think, wow, I want to grow up and be a real estate agent? Or what did you want to do when you were five? Not at all. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to grow up and be a mom and a housewife. And that's what I did for 20 years and thought I would never work again. Wow. But that's a big job. It was a big job. And I was the mom that, you know, was involved in the room mom and always went on the field trips and was the president of the PTO and things like that. And I just thought I would do that my whole life and never work again. Wow. But but that is kind of working. You mean work for pay. That's right. <laughs> so what happened? A uh, big change in our life situation. And overnight, I realized I needed to figure out something I could do to bring money for the family. Well, it sounds like... And how long have you been doing... Did you decide real estate right away or did I, you... Yeah, at that time. Well, I, I did make one little step into... I uh, bought a giftware company that I ran for a few years. And I realized that wasn't going to make the money I needed. So I went into real estate. Wow. And what year was that? 16 years ago. 2000. Was, was that during a real estate boom or a real estate bust? I don't it remember. It was a real estate... I'd say it was a real estate boom. I know it took me longer to be able to get my license than most anybody I know because there was such a, a backlog of getting the test and getting the results and all that. So it, it took me a little longer than people I hear now. Well, that's good because now you have 16 years of experience. And how did you, who was your target market? Like, what did you decide when you started selling real estate? Did you decide you wanted to sell, sell $10 million homes or $500,000 homes or? Well, I was in a very upper scale uh, zip code at that time and thought that that's what I would do, would be sell the very upper scale high end homes. But when it ended up happening, for whatever reason, I was always uh, drawn to, or or I should say senior clients were always drawn to me for some reason. And it, that became again and again what I had was senior clientele. So I became a senior's real estate specialist when that was a, a new designation. And that's probably been about 85% of my clients my whole career. Wow. I didn't know that there was a senior's designation for real estate agents. That's pretty awesome. So did you have to take a class for that? Yeah, or? there was a, a class, and I was at the first one in San Diego that was offered. I think, I'm going to guess maybe about 10 years ago that's been. And that designation has become fairly widespread now, but I was one of the first ones to have that in the area. So how is it different selling to seniors than it is to selling to, say, a young family with two kids? Well, it's very different because now, especially with the millennialist, you know, there's a whole different uh, way that things are done. They um, go online. They pretty much research what they want. I've been in the car with them and they say, oh, honey, there's the next door neighbor's Jeep that we saw on the Google map. <laughs> and, you know, they know that many details about a house. And, uh, you know, they go into the house and, oh, yeah, we knew that there was the, before they pull up, they say, oh, yeah, there's the blue wallpaper we'll have to change or whatever. And with seniors, it's very different because, uh, you know, when they're buying, they aren't particular about a lot of things that the millennialist would be. When they're selling, it's very different because they might have been in their house for 40 or 45 years. Right. And they don't realize how much updating it's going to take. Right. And that's a decision that I have to help them with is, do we even bother with that? Do we sell the house as it is? 
Uh, often I get a widow that may never have made a financial move like this in her life. Her husband always did it. She relied on him, and now it's a a huge uh, emotional and physical um, tough time. I mean, things that they just, they don't realize how tough a move can be. So you almost become a therapist. You do. Yes. You do. I it, can. Yeah, they, it's very they, different. Don't they say that a move is one of the most difficult things like a divorce or a death? It is. It's right up there. Yeah. And imagine having been in a house for 40, 45 years, having never uh, signed paperwork without your husband there, having never... Um, you know, and nowadays, of course, in California, there's about two or 300 pieces of paper they're going to sign throughout the transaction minimum. So it's overwhelming. That's absolutely crazy. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that you help our seniors. One of the reasons why I do this show is because uh, my main audience are not the older clientele. My audience is, you know, it's baby boomers. So you're probably selling to their their parents. Yes, or I'm selling for their parents. And what often happens is uh, mom and dad are here in uh, Southern California, and the kids are somewhere else in the country. And they're very nervous that the best isn't going to be done for their parents. And so... In fact, I have a gentleman right here right now. He's here visiting from Hawaii, getting his mom's house ready to put on the market. And, you know, he chose me. He decided who who was going to do it, who was going to take care of mom. So he knows when he goes away, she's taken care of. That's so nice. Now, how did he find you if he's in Hawaii? Uh, I had sent out a marketing piece. Uh, it's a neighborhood that I live in and work in, and I sent out a marketing piece because I got the highest resale that there's ever been in the community. And he saw that and called me and interviewed me. That's really awesome. So he inter- interviewed you over the phone? From no, Hawaii? he actually was here for the holidays. Okay. Uh, asked me if I would come and meet with him when he was here. And then he um, came back about a week ago, signed the paperwork had mom sign the paperwork and he's getting the home ready and in the next few days it'll go on the market. That's wonderful. So you just said that you got the highest resale in the neighborhood. How did you do that? I I think I market differently than most people do. My neighborhood is a senior mobile home park and it's very different than what some people think of. By I, the way, it's lovely. When I drove up, there were ducks quacking on both sides. I think isn't there a duck pond on uh, pond on both sides of the street? Yes. And there were ducks quacking. They were swimming around. And I thought, wow, how beautiful this place is. It's absolutely gorgeous. It is. It is. I, I feel very lucky. I, every single day I see egrets and herons and uh, cormorants and you name it, the ducks, turtles. But um, what I did is I, I do it, I think, very differently than a lot of the other agents that work here. And what I do is I market it like I market my $2 million homes. I don't uh, look at it as I make less money, so I'm going to spend less. So I do all the same things. I I take it and present it at Broker Caravan, so 200 agents and uh, professionals hear about it every time I list a property. I put it on about 40 websites. I give it its own website so people can drive up the street and find that home. Wow. So I, I market a home that could be between one hundred and three hundred thousand, like I do the million or two million dollar home. That's really amazing. It must be expensive to give a house its own website. Uh, I, I have some lenders I work with that help with that, 
But my feeling is whether it's a $100,000 house or your million-dollar house, it's still most people's highest and biggest asset. So to them, it's the same. So for me, it's the same. And that's why you've become a specialist working with seniors because you care. It's pretty obvious. I do. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. So you are known in your neighborhood as the agent who got the highest, um, resale value. How do you get the majority of your clients? Do you get them from, um, referrals from clients? Do you get them from networking partners? Like who would give you, who's your best referral source? Well, I've done in the, I just started selling in my neighborhood about two years ago and I do quite a bit of business here now because people know me, I'm very involved in the neighborhood. And so I, I get it that way. But I also, um, retirement communities know me and they, there's a few that I'm, I'm the agent they refer because they've seen how I treat their clients when they're coming in. And then I, um, gosh, just, you know, it's across the gamut, just a little here, a little there, past clients. Sometimes not so much past clients as other people have because my past clients often have moved into a retirement community. Right. So it's their last move. But other people refer me and, you know, see what I do. And, and they say, hey, she helped my mom or my neighbor or something like that. My aunt or yeah. whoever. That's nice that the senior communities are referring business to you. That means that they really trust you. Yes, I, I go in now and then and I uh, help put on seminars for people that might be thinking of making a move. And of course, the senior uh, retirement communities are grooming the people that are going to move in in the future. So, you know, they want them to feel comfortable and know their place. So they, they hold seminars and myself and maybe two or three or four other professionals will talk about getting ready for a move and what they can expect. And then sometimes I, I, I also meet those people at that event and end up selling their home. That's great. Tell me a story about one or more clients where you, you know, helped them in some way that, you know, maybe, maybe they were having an issue and you helped the family or tell me a story. Well, one uh, that comes to mind is a few years ago, I sold a home for a lady in Oceanside and I think she was referred by a retirement community. And I went in her home, which was a darling little three-bedroom manufactured home over there. And when I was taking the listing, her son happened to call, and he he was going to come down. And I could just tell he just wasn't the nicest or most patient man. And I felt like his only um, interest was in seeing that he got as much of mom's money left as possible. He wasn't happy she was going to this retirement community. Because and he thought that she was going to spend all the money she, on it. He felt it was too expensive. And so uh, I saw the interaction a few times. And I went over a few days before it was supposed to be close of escrow and the move was going to happen. And when I walked into her house, she'd done nothing about packing. And I could just, I'd heard the wrath of this son a few times on the phone. And I could just picture him showing up for the day of the move and nothing done. So I went home. It was the middle of summer. I picked up my two daughters, called them on the way home, said, get up, get dressed. I'll be there in 15 minutes. And they said, well, what are we doing? I said, we're, we're packing boxes and we're packing this lady. They said, well, that's not your job. That, why do we have to do this? And I said, well, it's what needs to be done. 
And that's, that's my philosophy is that if it needs to be done, you do it, whether it's quote your job or not. And I'm told very often by other realtors, I would never do that. That's not my job. It's not my, you know, it's their problem, but that's the way I do it. If, 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 you know, if my mom was in that situation, if my grandma was in that situation, what would I want done for them? That is so sweet and so nice. And I know that there are businesses that will actually pack up your house for you. So you, you know, you, you could have referred her to a business, but her son probably would have got really mad at that she spent the money. He would have having somebody do that. So yeah, that's just crazy. Any other stories that you have that you want to tell? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, there's just so many, I, I guess the thing that I love about this is a lot of these clients become more like a family or a friend than a client. I have a, a lady who I actually met while I was showing a property. She was out in her yard. I asked if the neighborhood was primarily older people or if there were children because the lady looking had children going through divorce. And she said, honey, I don't know. I only moved here 10 days ago. I just married the man that I dated 48 years ago. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I immediately literally fell in love with this woman. (laughs) Four days later, I went to a brand new church and she happened to be there. No. And that lady today is like a grandma to me. And I ended up when I went through a divorce about eight years ago, they had a home here and had had to move back with family in the Midwest. And she said, Patty, why don't you sell my house? And then she said, Patty, why don't you buy it? Oh, you, and so, yeah. So I, and I said, well, I can't right now because my ex-husband left me with terrible credit. She goes, that's okay. We'll carry it for you. Oh my gosh. And this lady, uh, she's like a grandma to me. I go and stay with her now. When I go to the Midwest to see my family, she happens to be right nearby and I stay with her in her home and she's like a grandma to me. That is so... Is that the house that I'm in right now? No, it's it's actually the last house I lived in in the same neighborhood here. I fixed it up and um, loved it. And then when the house I'm in now came on the market, the location was so much better on the lakes here with the ducks and the everything that I ended up uh, selling that house and I made a, a, a great profit on it and it became my nest egg for here. Well, that is so nice. And your house, by the way, is lovely. I would not know that I was in a mobile home with, you know, unless I drove up. Just looking at the inside, there's no way to know. Yeah. It's it's a very, very lovely home. Yeah, when people haven't been in them, they're really amazed at, at how beautiful they are. They really are. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the grounds here are just absolutely lovely. I can understand why you live here. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really pretty. So tell me about a typical day in a real estate uh, slash comedian slash president of Kiwana's life. A typical day is that I can never know exactly what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I get up between about 4 and 4.30 most mornings. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And uh, if I don't have an early morning Kiwana's meeting at 7 um, or something like that, I go to the gym about 5.30 or it doesn't happen. Okay. And then I, you know, depending on the day, whether I have a, a Kiwanis meeting or um, broker caravan that starts at eight or whatever, I'm up and going and I'm usually pretty darn busy between listing appointments. Um, tomorrow I'm, I'm talking to somebody in San Diego about listing a property. I'm also showing property here. Um, you know, it's a busy day. Every day. Every day. I'm a go, 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 go. Do you take any time? Do you take any time off? Do you ever 
Do you ever take a day off, like a Sunday? Anytime or? I think I'm going to, it hardly ever happens. I try. Um, I do travel a lot, but that's another joke because I always kid that I do more business when I travel than when I'm home, and I can always count. My joke with my clients is I, I'll tell them, don't worry, your house will sell between this date and this Because that's when I'm date. traveling. Yeah, and they go, how do you know? I go, because I'm out of town. And sure enough, but at least nowadays, it's a little easier than it was even five or six years ago because we have the sign and that sort of thing. So it used to be when I travel, I spend a lot of time at the hotel faxing and this and that and you know dollar a page and you know we had 50 pages before we get a document going and then if it didn't go somewhere with an offer it was a you know a lot of time and effort now at least I can do it pretty much on the um, computer and do DocuSign so it's a lot easier. Can you go overseas? Um, I have gone uh, uh, in the past few years the only time I've been out of the country has been on a cruise and on the cruise I could handle it. So you actually got internet service on the cruise because when I go on cruises, I completely unplug. I'm like, I'm not paying $10 a minute for the internet and I'm not doing any work. Yeah. I'm completely, so you never unplug. No, I, the, the cruise I went on, I had four deals that either went in or got accepted or <laughs> four whatever. Four deals on your cruise. Yeah. I, I learned that you pay for the internet ahead of time. It's a little bit cheaper. Unfortunately, it wasn't picking up in my room. So I had to go downstairs every time I did something. But I, you know, I put together and, and ended up closing these four deals. So maybe you should go on more cruises. That my, my feeling is if I traveled three weeks a month, I'd, I'd be a billionaire. I think that maybe we should go on a cruise together. <laughs> I think go. that would be good. Maybe I, maybe I'll close business on the cruise. Actually, I can't, I, I can't work when I'm on a cruise. I just totally decompress. Yeah, no, I just take an hour here or there, but I go next week to Hawaii. So I'm sure there'll be some business done. Oh, wonderful. How long are you going to be there? One week. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad that you're able to travel and do things. And, you know, in addition to your president of Kiwanis and your comedy shows and, and things like that, that's great. And you're doing a comedy show for Kiwanis as well. I am. I, as, it's our fourth year that I've been um, the, you know, entertainment, so to speak, for our fundraiser. And it's been sold out the last the last three. So... So I'm not sure when this will air, so it's probably, by the time this airs, the, the show will probably be over, but for those of you who are interested in the Kiwanis fundraiser event, you can always call the Kiwanis. I don't know if there's a website, and you can find out when their annual fundraiser is. Yeah, we're the Greater Encinitas Kiwanis, and we have a, a Facebook page, and we have a website, and so you can Google us and find us. Okay, great. So tell me, you've already told me about a typical day, and you meet with a lot of retirees. And that's, you know, you meet tons of retirees. And you're not currently retired, but you're doing, you're doing what you love. You're doing what you want to do. So if you um, had to think of one piece of advice to give somebody before they retire, what would that piece of advice be? To really think about what their structure is going to be later on in life. Because I see so many of my clients that are in a situation where their house is uh, not appropriate. You know, it's not one level. They have health issues. Um, now they've got to sell. You know, one couple I had, she she had uh, Parkinson's and they had a home that had literally four levels. Oh my gosh. And so they had to sell and then find a home that was all one level. And it was, you know, a lot in a hurry. So they need to think about, you know, 
if this is the home I'm going to retire in, in this neighborhood that I live in, I tell people it's such a great neighborhood if it's going to be the last home they think they'll live in because across the street is a shopping center with every need they'd have. So as long as they can either walk across or take a golf cart or take a motorized you know, um, wheelchair, they can do anything they need so they truly can age in place. That is so nice. My dad, I don't know if you know this, but my dad has Parkinson's disease. Oh, no. And for the last five years, I've been trying to get them to leave Alaska. So they they um, they were bi-coastal. They lived in Alaska during the summer, just enough months to get the Alaska dividend check. Because mm-hmm. if you li- they have to pay you to live in Alaska. <laughs> you, know, you get a payment every year really? to live in Alaska. Yes, when I lived there, I got paid too. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Yes, because of the oil. So the, the way that it works in Alaska mm-hmm. is that the oil companies um, pay a certain percentage to the Alaska state government, and then the Alaska state government gives a check to everyone who lives there. Oh my goodness, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, so if you have 10 kids, you get 10, che- 10 of these checks. So, you know... If you're a Mormon or a Catholic, you can really there make a go. killing out over there. So anyway, um, so they had a condo that was two stories, and that was in Alaska. And in this, in the wintertime, it was really hard for him to walk around because he falls a lot just from the Parkinson's. Sure. And the good news is he's short, so he's got a low center of gravity, so he's never broken a... I don't think he's ever broken a bone, but if you saw his legs, they're always scratched up. And, yeah. And um, then they have a mobile home in Florida. And so they would go to Florida during the winter. And, you know, so my dad wouldn't fall on the ice and everything. And they finally, finally this year decided to leave Alaska. And now they're living in the mobile home, but they're looking for a place, a house in the villages. Mm-hmm. The villages, I don't know if you know this, they're one of the largest yes, senior communities probably in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so... They're just outside the villages, and I'm so grateful that they finally left Alaska and are and are finding a senior community so that they don't have two stories. Because if you fall a lot, should you really be taking stairs? Yeah. You know, so I'm so glad that you help people. Well, what's nice with something like the villages, too, is that I see it here in this community where it truly is a community of people that there's always something to do. There's always activities. People know when somebody's got a problem and they help, you know, they'll help drive or they help with meals. And it really is a, a true community that we don't see too much in other parts of our United States. And so that's nice to live in a senior community, even if it's not a senior facility, to live in a 55 and older community, you're going to have more usually more things to do and do they have scheduled activities oh my goodness like in this neighborhood we just saturday night had a uh, casino night that was great fun for ten dollars you got dinner and funny money and you know sure a lot more fun to play craps when the money is not real well (laughs) can you invite people yes i did i had some invite me next time i i would love to i would love to do that i'm just kidding but I'm always available. Yeah, we do. We have all kinds of events. We had a big sock hop. We have um, a weekly sock hop, events. That sounds like fun. Yeah, so it is, and it's fun. You see the same people over and over, and and you do get to know everybody. That's great. I didn't yeah. realize that this community did that. So that's one of the things that I would look for if I was looking in a community is what type of events they had. How do you get to know your neighbors? 
because your neighbors are who pulls together when you need help. It is. Especially if, you know, I have a, a, a lot of, um, you know, let's just face it, women live longer than men still. Mm-hmm. And we wind up usually outliving our husbands. And we need a big friend social circle to rally around when we need help. We do. And a lot of us also, and I don't have children, but I have a lot of friends who have children, and they don't live here. You know, their yeah. children live in Tum- Timbuktu somewhere. That's what I see here. Yeah, so um, so it's it's good that they have a way for your residents here to pull together and create those long-lasting friendships. Yeah. So I love that. Okay, so we do have a lot of listeners who are new retirees or maybe feel stuck in their lives you know, just at the moment, if you were sitting across the table from a brand new retiree, what's the one piece advice that you would give them to have a successful retirement? Be passionate about something. I love to dance. That's one of my, my things. I always call it my drug of choice, but in the dance community, we have a huge dance community here in San Diego. And in the dance community, I see a number of people that are uh, 83, 84 years old and still dancing. And, you know, they're more fit, obviously. They're happy. They have something to do. They're not sitting at home in a chair, you know, um, finding out that they've got this disease or that problem because they are so active. And for me also, it's, it's you know, my comedy is fun because it's something that I can do when I stop working. So I think everybody needs a passion, whatever it is, whether it's golf or whether it's, you know, whatever, volunteering, something. You need to have something you're passionate about. Well, I love that. And I think that's excellent advice because when I Google retirement, all I find is money, 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 this money, that money. And your retirement isn't just about money, is it? No. You know, most of the ladies in this neighborhood, I'm one of the few that work. Uh, probably I would say maybe 15% in this neighborhood work. And I host Bunko once a month and I end up with ladies here that are anywhere up to 83 years old and we're having fun and it's a night out and it's basically free. And so it's not a case of, you know, it costed anybody money, but we sure have a great time. Well, I love that. That is so cool. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. How can my listeners contact you for more information if they'd like to learn more about you? Sure. Uh, They could call me and I have an 800 number, which I keep because a lot of my seniors worry about making long distance phone calls. Isn't that funny in today's age when basically all calls are free? I know. It seems like it, doesn't it? (laughs) So my number is 800-680-9133. Or they can find me on uh, at my website, which is Patty with an I, Patty Phillips Real Estate. I'm sorry, it's Patty at PattyPhillipsRealEstate.com. And how email. do you spell Patty? P A T T I, and my Phillips has two L's. So it's P H I L L I P S. Right. At PattyPhillips.com. Wait, did I no. do that right? No. No, you didn't. Say it again. Okay, my my website itself is pattyphillipsrealestate.com. And your email address and again. And my email is patty at pattyphillipsrealestate.com. So we got to make sure that people know cuz there's people like me that we we don't hear it the first time, so we got to say it more than once. And so you told us our, your website, we told us your email, we told you told us our phone number. So listeners, if you're looking for a uh, 
option in San Diego, you want to sell your home, you want to buy a home that's in a 55 or older community, and you want to work with somebody who's been working with seniors, give Patty a call. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. Is your estate plan out of date or have you put off getting your estate plan in place? If so, we have some valuable free information for you on estate planning. To order your free copy of one of our informative books on estate planning, all you need to do is log on to www.geigerlawoffice.com and click on the image of the book you'd like to order at the top of the screen. In the request form, simply enter code PODCAST to get your free book. You can also request your free book or schedule an appointment with us by calling our office at 760-448-2220. We are a female-owned and operated boutique trusts and estate law firm located in Carlsbad, California, serving the greater San Diego area and Orange County. If you want to be able to walk your dog, go to the gym, do the dishes, or anything else while listening to the show, you can subscribe on the iTunes podcast app or on your Android app, such as Podcast Addict. It makes it so much easier to take the program with you. You can even listen in your car.